Hello and welcome to Totally Buggin', the podcast about all things creepy crawly. We are your host organisms, Cami and Faith. Uh, if you hear any slobbering or scampering about in the background, it's because Faith is dog sitting. I am. I have two little puppies under my in my care. Mm-hmm. She has to change their diapers hourly. <sighs> Faith, have you ever heard anything about mosquitoes being released on purpose? No. Why would anyone want to do that? I'm on team anti-mosquito. All right. Well, the other day in one of my classes, I overheard people talking about Bill Gates intentionally releasing mosquitoes in Florida and how messed up that is. (sighs) That darn Bill Gates. So because of that little misunderstanding in the news, because I immediately was like, no, that's not right. And I corrected them. I explained like what the situation was. Um, because of that little misunderstanding, I thought now would be a better time than any for me to talk to you about one of my favorite methods of integrated pest management, sterile insect technique. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's coming, it's coming together in your mind now. I know what some of those words mean. Yeah. Okay. So we'll circle back to the Bill Gates of it all. Okay. But first you need to understand a couple basic things about mosquitoes and their biology. Okay. Mosquitoes are members of the order Diptera, meaning that they have two wings and are a type of fly Flies. in the family Culicidae. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are most famous for drinking blood, but here's the thing. Only female mosquitoes drink blood. So really, I should only be hating on mosquito girlies. Mm-hmm. Misogyny is okay in this circumstance. <laughs> Misogyny is real mm-hmm. in this. Okay. But then again, we should support women's rights and women's wrongs. (laughs) Um, Males drink nectar and don't bite at all. Would they be a pollinator then? They could be. Okay. Oh, he wants attention. Ming is is making a guest appearance. (laughs) Okay. The female mosquito will also drink nectar and aphid honeydew, but they have to take a blood meal in order to get the nutrients that they need to allow them to lay fertilized eggs. Will they only take a blood meal once then? Um, I think once or twice. Okay. I, I'm not sure exactly, but I know it's like in preparation specifically for egg laying. Wait, so female mosquitoes are just a single mom who works too hard, who loves her kids and never stops? Um, I don't think so because i mean they just ditch their kids it's not like it's not like wasps we were talking about um a couple weeks yeah, ago where, they where we were vision, right yes they like look a lot of the solitary wasps will provide for their babies and will look after them oh she just lays and dips mm-hmm. she mm. just lays them in the in standing water um yeah. mosquito eggs are laid in Standing water, so that's another um, pest control management thing is to, like, yeah, to prevent um, big stores of standing water from being out, like, bird baths and fountains that aren't running and things like that. I've seen puddles sometimes. Puddles, too, yeah, Yeah. for sure. Faith, why do we not like mosquitoes? why, Why are mosquitoes a major problem for humans? First of all. They're annoying. Mm -hmm. But in the best case scenario, you get bit by one and it's itchy for a few days and then it goes away. Minor inconvenience. But mosquitoes transmit nasty diseases Mm -hmm. like malaria and 
dengue. Dengue and, fever, yeah. Uh, Eastern equine encephalitis, which will come up later. Didn't that have a bloom last year in Pittsburgh? Like I don't people, know about Pittsburgh, but... Um, or maybe Philadelphia. Like, I remember it being a problem in Pennsylvania. Listen, there was so there are so many different in, uh, so many different mosquito-borne illnesses, mm. and with rising temperatures, there uh, yeah. it's even easier for them to reproduce. Yeah. Um. So I, it's hard for me personally to keep track of where various outbreaks are happening when. No, and there's just like. So many different things happening in the world all at once mm-hmm. that, like, you you can miss stuff easily. Okay. So, But basically, you get the idea. The yeah. Mosquitoes are a major problem for humans because of both annoyance and disease. And some of those diseases can be very deadly. Yep. Are you maybe thinking of the yellow fever outbreak in, like, 1793 in Philadelphia that's really famous? There was a book about it called Fever 19. Uh, not 19. Fever 1793. No. Because this was like a current event kind of thing. Okay, because that's a really famous uh, outbreak from history. Yeah. And I actually quite recommend that book. It's it's like middle grade level. It's pretty good. Yeah. Now that we know that little fact about who's actually doing the biting, I'm going to explain a really cool method for managing mosquito populations. Sterile insect technique begins by rearing a large amount of mosquitoes in a lab setting. Okay. The females are killed and the males are made infertile, usually through irradiation, so exposing them to like gamma rays. Okay, I was I was going to ask um, how you would do that. Yeah, you expose okay. them to um, high levels of radiation, radiation with uh, gamma rays, x-rays, etc. Okay. So... You're not giving them the little, the little sniff. Very teeny tiny. Um, oh my god! <laughs> vasectomy. A vasectomy. Okay, um, that's not where I was going with that. But no, you're not giving them vasectomies. <laughs> um, I was thinking you're not giving them the little smock that you wear when you get an X-ray at the doctor. Oh, okay. Um, and it's much higher levels of radiation than what would be for like a medical ray yeah okay um so the mosquitoes can only reproduce sexually they can't reproduce clonally like or asexually like one of my favorite organisms can we know what i'm hinting at bees no you're close though wasps no ants closer is it a type of ant or is it something totally different it's something totally different. Aphids? Yay! Oh, yes, aphids! I should have started with aphids. Yeah, I love aphids. They're cool. They can re- reproduce asexually. Or sexually. That's right. Mm-hmm. How could I forget? Um, well, How the mosquitoes f- can only reproduce sexually, so a female mm-hmm. must mate with a male mm-hmm. in order to lay a fertilized egg that will develop into a new mosquito. Sorry, I just realized, yeah, you're right. Bees do reproduce asexually. Mm-hmm. I didn't. But I was, I, I was wrong to say clonally. They can't. They don't clone it's, themselves. No, it's two different things. Yeah. Um, Either way, still, you're right. Yeah. So they can only reproduce sexually. Right. To make Mosquitoes new babies. must mate in order to make babies. Okay. The radiation-sterilized male mosquitoes are released 
into mm-hmm. the environment. Okay. And they have equal mating fitness with wild fertile males. So oh. the females can't tell a difference between sterile males and normal males. Regular fertile males. That's kind really of like in re- in like humans, you can't tell by looking at somebody whether yeah. or not they're uh, fertile or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when they choose a mosquito to mate with, there's now a chance that they'll be mating with a sterile male okay. who's not going to be able to fertilize the egg. Okay. So when they lay eggs, mm-hmm. they're going to be unfertilized yeah. and they're never going to hatch. Oh. So that very causes smart. yeah, that causes the population level of that next generation to drop significantly. Potentially by half. Right? Because if you, like, because if it's a 50-50 chance that you're mating with, like, in a given area. Well, that, that assumes that the proportion of oh, sterile equal. to fertile males is 50-50, which okay. isn't necessarily the case. Okay. You could get it there, though. Like, you could try. It would be a lot of it mosquitoes. Be, it would but, be hard, but. Um, I'm not going to say it's impossible. I, yeah. I don't know. Cammie, how long do, like, female mosquitoes live? Like, if. They mate how long... Do they have another chance to mate again after they mate once? I'm not sure of how long they live exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, But I do know that they only mate once. Oh. Okay. So if they're mating with that sterile male, mm-hmm. they're not going to take another opportunity to mate with a fertile one because... They think that they've already done their job. So they only lay, like, one clutch in their I believe life. so. Okay. Yes. Uh, clutch is eggs mm-hmm. for our listeners. Or at least per season. I think per part season. of the problem with the rising temperatures is yeah. that they can potentially overwinter in oh. um, in warmer Warmer places. Climates yeah. where they couldn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have to fact check that, but I think that that is the case. Darn you, global warming. Sterile males have to be continuously released with each generation to continue the effect or the population will slowly return to normal levels. Okay. Still, that's probably pretty effective. Yeah, and it's most effective when used in combination with other pest management efforts like mosquito nets, removing sources of still water, Mm -hmm. and careful, responsible use of pesticides. Oh, um, this reminds me of the uh, hurdle effect from my food science class. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Please enlighten me. So there's different, like, intrinsic, um, implicit, and extrinsic factors in, like, foods And there's basically, like, traits of foods and traits of, like, microorganisms that allow them to grow in food and cause food spoilage. And the hurdle effect is when you, like, combine multiple treatments to a food to stop the growth of microorganisms. And the idea is that two is good, one is, I mean, one is good, two is better. So, like, if you add acid to a food and heat treat it, that's better than just adding acid or just adding heat treatment. So this sounds like the hurdle effect, but for like insect management. Yeah. So Faith, are you familiar with integrated pest management? I've heard the term. Okay. So I'm taking the integrated pest management class this semester with Dr. Herman. Oh, that's what she's teaching. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I thought you were taking her um, R class. No, it's with Dr. Herman and Dr. Crandall. I don't think I've met Dr. Crandall yet. 
She's also nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, duh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah, so integrated pest management is basically taking multiple approaches Mm -hmm. to get pest population levels down below the level where they would be causing widespread harm. Okay. So it's not always necessary to completely eliminate a population of pests for, say, aphids. Yeah. Because there's a certain level of damage to crops Mm -hmm. that is not going to really be worth the cost of uh, managing and trying to kill the aphids. That's the same kind of thought in, um, like, food stuff. Like, you can't get rid of all the microorganisms, Mm -hmm. but you just want to inhibit them enough that they don't cause, like, spoilage or make people sick. Right. Now, for a pest like mosquitoes, where it's a public health issue, it's going to be a much lower threshold for where we are going to need to start applying management techniques yes because the population level that is acceptable to us and the Mm -hmm. amount of damage that's acceptable since it's to a person's health yeah and uh potentially to livestock and pets and such Mm -hmm. um our threshold for acceptable amount of yeah Yeah. our our tolerance for that is much lower so Mm -hmm. it's important to have multiple approaches because there's always um There's always issues with, say, pesticides. If you're exclusively using pesticides, Mm -hmm. then that's going to have a lot of um, offshore effects where it's not just killing your pest, it's also killing a lot of beneficial insects. Mm -hmm. And also affecting your plant. And depending on the plant, it could be, like, affecting you, Mm -hmm. like, if you spray pesticides on your crops. Right, and then also... um, Certain pests can gain resistance to these pesticides over time. I love learning about those types of insects. (laughs) Yeah, maybe we can talk about um, pesticide resistance another time. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. So to rely just on pesticides isn't really a good idea. Same thing with like relying on using antibiotics too much in medicine. Don't get me started on that one. Yeah, because resistance becomes a big issue. And then when they become resistant to that antibiotic or that pesticide, then that particular method is no longer effective. I have a question. Okay. Okay. Have you ever heard of people taking antibiotics and not taking the full treatment and then they have to change antibiotics because whatever, like, uh, might, like whatever disease they have, um, adapted to the antibiotic have you ever have you ever heard of that in like um insecticides um because that's what antibiotic resistance is yes so a lot of a lot of pesticides have been kind of phased out because pesticide resistance yeah um i think with uh particularly one example that i can think of was right after ddt was introduced Mm -mm. like within a couple years there were early reports of resistance already that's the one that would destroy bird eggshells right that's correct if you've ever okay if you've ever seen videos of like ddt just coming out from the like from the 70s Mm -hmm. 
They're spooky. Those videos are spooky because they... DDT is older than the 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just... And Silent Spring came out in the 60s. Oh, I might... I have my decades mixed but up. But the seventies is when is when the effort to ban DDT was. That's what yeah, I'm getting. The, okay, the major effort. Because I think Silent yeah. Spring was sixty nine. You see these videos of like uh, people with like big foggers and like just spraying all the trees, spraying all the plants, and it like sprays onto people. Like it, it doesn't look good. Okay, two quick corrections. I was calling it. Silver Spring, because that's the name of the Fleetwood Mac song. Um, Silent Spring by Rachel Carson is what I meant. Um, and that book came out in 1962, not 69. I don't know why I thought that. Is but this, this is the scientist, the scientist that was like, it's bad for birds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got to talk about a like, female scientist today. Good for us. Yippee. Maybe Yippee. we'll do a little spotlight on her later on in another Episode. That would be fun. Yes. Okay. Well, sterile insect technique mm-hmm. has not only been used to control mosquito populations, mm-hmm. it has also been used to control fruit flies and screwworm flies with a lot of success. What the heck are screwworm flies? They are another pest. That's all I can tell you off the top okay. of my head. I've just never heard of that before. I don't know how people distinguish it's a flies. parasite. It's a parasite that kills livestock and wildlife, particularly cattle, according to the National Invasive Species Information Center. It kills cattle? Yeah. How? I don't know. We'll we'll put it on the list for Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting too deep for it's this. It's okay, stuff. it's okay. I just I don't know and it's gonna take too long for me to like edit this episode if Sorry. I have to keep Googling things. Sorry. The scientist mind is... It's not even the scientist no, mind. No, I'm curious, too. It's just the what? Why? Yeah. Huh? Okay. What do you think would make a good... A pest a good candidate for using sterile insect technique? Um, well, like you said earlier, if they can only sexually reproduce, mm-hmm. if they only have, like, one mate per, like, egg-laying session, because honeybees can have, like, 8 to 12 mates... So if only one of those bees, like, obviously we don't want to get rid of honeybees, but, like, if only one of those bees was sterile, it doesn't really matter because they're still going to lay eggs. Mm-hmm. Can you think of anything else? Mm, maybe, I don't know. I don't know why I keep thinking, okay. like, small. You, yeah, sure. Um, but, you know, you the first couple of examples you gave are correct. Okay. Um, I would also say that they have to be able to have a short generation time. Oh, and yeah. they have to be easily reared en masse in a lab setting. Mm, okay, you're right, yeah. Because mm-hmm. some, di- some insects are really difficult to grow in lab. Correct. Traditional s- sterile insect technique mm-hmm. only uses irradiation to sterilize male mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. But genetic modification of the mosquitoes is a new application of this concept. Could you make females infertile as well? Potentially, but Potentially. you wouldn't want to be releasing female mosquitoes because oh, they would still they be, would be they able would to transmit bite. disease. Yeah. yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Silly question, Bea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so we can circle back to Bill Gates now. I forgot about him. Yes, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has provided substantial funding to the international efforts of a biotech company called Oxitech. Um, It's important to note that their money has not gone towards U.S. efforts by this company. 
um, which will come into play later when I am well, explaining the misconceptions of the idea that and in terms- Bill Gates is releasing uh, mosquitoes in Florida. But, you know, any place where there's um, not a lot of access to healthcare, yeah, makes mosquito-borne illnesses a lot more dangerous. Okay. Because even, like, we have a treatment for malaria if you get malaria. That's true. But if you can't access that treatment, it's important for you to be able to reduce the population of mosquitoes yeah. so that fewer people are getting infected. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oxitec, the company that we're talking about now, mm-hmm. they introduce a self-limiting gene to male mosquitoes, and they call them they call them friendly males. Uh, which does not make them completely sterile, mm-hmm. but it does reduce their reproductive capabilities, and okay. they will pass that on to their uh, offspring. So the way that it works, oh, okay. the gene is introduced, and then yeah. the friendly males are released, mm-hmm. um, and it says each non-biting friendly male carries the self-limiting gene. Okay. So the friendly males mate with the pest females. Okay. The female offspring do not survive. The self-limiting gene disrupts the female offspring's normal development so that they do not survive to adulthood, which is the point at which the mosquitoes are going to be biting people. Oh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. So this results in targeted decline of the pest population with uh, their numbers suggesting that it can lead to greater than 90% reduction relative to untreated areas. Man, that's a that's a nice, like, decreasing curve. Yeah. Like, instead of growth curve, what is it? Decay? It's like growth and decay, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a nice graph. Yeah. <laughs> Good-looking graph. That's a, that's a nice-looking graph you got there. Yeah. <laughs> um... Can you think of any reasons why people might be hesitant to use this kind of technique to reduce uh, mosquito populations? Do you, can you think of any like ecological concerns? Hmm. Genetic stuff can just be really unstable. Like you don't know for sure what's going to happen every time because like genetic. Look, I hated genetics. I barely class past the class but I know genetics can be funky and also this can have like effects on other insect ecosystems how so um if stuff stuff that eats mosquitoes would be affected mm-hmm. other than that I don't know yeah my brain's not working today it's a Saturday so but you know you kind of had to had to reach to come up with like a a reason why it would be bad to try to oh is that your point yeah (laughs) yeah it would be there's the harm that mosquitoes do in terms of yeah it it definitely outweighs any benefits of having them in the ecosystem yeah for sure and there are very few animals that I can think of that only eat mosquitoes. So the reason why this has been in the news is because first, Oxytech released their genetically modified mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. Okay. With full support and cooperation of the Environmental Protection Agency. EPA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And second, there was an outbreak of eastern equine encephalitis, a serious mosquito-borne illness, in Alabama recently, in, like, August. Oh. So, these two events were in the news kind of around the same time. So, people were linking them in their their minds and then telling other people that these mosquitoes that they were releasing caused that outbreak. So, literally misinformation yes i (laughs) like and i don't i don't think necessarily that the people who started these rumors had bad intention but i do think that they were ignorant of the science and that they they spread that idea which is not correct yeah which is why like people okay scientists need to be better at explaining non-science things to non-science people because otherwise that's how stuff like this happens that's why we do the pod babe that's why we do the podcast you guys are why we do it. <laughs> um, so, Faith, can you tell us why it's impossible for the Oxytech mosquitoes to have been responsible for the outbreak? Well, you said the females don't reach adulthood, and the females are the ones that spread diseases. Mm-hmm. So, and are we are, are they releasing female mosquitoes? No, they're only releasing the, exactly the friendly males. So, the males that they're releasing cannot they spread don't bite, disease. Yeah. So it's impossible for them to be the cause of this outbreak. Additionally, um, this was in the Florida Keys versus the outbreak in Alabama. There's absolutely no evidence that there's been any sort of mosquito release in Alabama. I was going to say, aren't they kind of far apart? Yes. It's a bit of a stretch for it to be happening at the same time. Correct. Just love people, man. Love humanity. But you know what? This is like a really cool thing that um, that they're able to do now. This is a very cool thing. Yeah. I just hate that like it got so easily misconstrued right. by people. So we definitely need to work on our science communication as a community. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's all I have for you today. Try not to get bitten. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.